You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself so I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, I'm God's powerful champion, and because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. If you believe that God is here, give Him a big hand and love Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I want to thank our worship team. Just give them a big hand. Thank you so much. Amazing, guys. Beautiful. Beautiful. I want you to turn to somebody beside you, maybe around, maybe 700 people around you. Just tell them, just tell them, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You really are. You're God's child. Oh, yes. God lives in you. God dwells in you. Amen. How many of you want to live a full life? Wave at me. You want to live a full life? You need to do two things. I was reflecting and chewing on this yesterday, and I want to share it with you. There are two things that you want to do to live a full life. Ask me what? First is you've got to work hard. No surprise there. You've got to work hard. Really, like, like you've got to do it. Work hard in your job. Yes, work, work hard in your business. Absolutely. Work hard in your family. Yes. Work hard in your marriage. Work hard in your relationship with your kids. Work hard with your health. Amen. Amen. Work hard in your spiritual life. Work hard. Work hard when you serve in your ministry. You know, I, I just want to thank God, all the servants who are here working hard. You bet. People in the production, people in the ushers, they're giving their best people serving coffee. They're working hard. They're, they're, they're giving their best. Tell somebody beside you, work hard. But you see, you, you, you cannot only work hard. You've got to do the second thing. Ask me what? You've got to pray hard. Just two things. You want to live a full life, you've got to work hard and you've got to pray hard. Ask me why. You see, there are two, if, if you want to be very simple about it, there are only two parts of this universe. Only two. One part, things that you can control. Uh-huh. Everybody say, uh-huh. And the second part are things that you cannot control. So when it comes to things that you can control, work hard. But to the things that you cannot control, you pray hard. You surrender to the Lord. There is an invisible line between these two parts. It is invisible. You do not see it. And that's why we sometimes cross that line and we're still working hard and that's wrong. Do you know when you know when you cross that 
invisible line, ask me when. If you cross that invisible line, you will feel worry in your heart because you're still trying to control what you cannot control. When you, it's a signal. When you feel worry in your heart, that means I crossed the line. And what you do is you go back and you say, this is only my domain, Lord. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work like crazy. I'm going to work with, with intensity. I'm going to work hard here, but I'm not going to cross that line because that line, Lord, I surrender. I can't do anything anyway. I surrender everything to you. Brother Bo, Brother Bo, meron akong narinig iba. Work hard and play hard. Saan yung play hard? Ah, you want to know? Ask me where. Playing is part of praying. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Leviticus says playing is part of praying. Everybody say, Talaga? My dear friends, we're going to receive the word and I want you to please welcome our preacher for today, the one and only Didoy Lobaton. Doc Didoy! Together we sing to the word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Put your hands to your heart and just pause. The Lord is speaking. Our hearts are open, Lord. Our minds wanting to be renewed. Our spirits wanting to be refreshed. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a big, big hand, everybody. If you're ready. Hallelujah. Touch somebody beside you as you sit down and say to that person, Get ready to be blessed today. Those people watching online, get ready to be blessed today. Can you comment it down also? I would like to preach on this simple message today. Ask me what? Live the Sabbath life. Say it with me. Sabbath, Shabbat is a beautiful, beautiful, not just concept. Not an act, but it's a lifestyle. Everybody say lifestyle. Today, we're going to discover that playing is part of praying. We're going to discover the seven festivals of the Jewish culture. In that time, especially described in the book of Leviticus, we are still on talk number nine in our study of the book Leviticus, and the festivals are very fascinating. And I would like to unbox them one by one with you. But in the undertone of everything that we're going to discuss today, here's one good truth. That is, God loves parties. I'm feeling the energy like, hmm, really? 
showed me. Yeah. And parties are like communion of people. There is so much. Describe to me. Give me some words of what parties look like. I know. Food. What else? Music. Dancing. Here, here, <clears throat> these festivals, as we go through it, you're going to see that you know, the Hebrew word of festival means appointed time and place. Everybody say appointed time and place. There is a set, there is a setting, there's a time and a place for everything. And I love that it is right in place to remind us that it's not all about work. That it's not all about our daily grind. Yes, it is good. But once in a while, there is a set appointed time and place. For what? So that we could appreciate what we have worked on so that we could appreciate what God has been doing in our lives. You know, God weaved a rhythm of rejoicing, rest, and recommitment. It is part of us as God's creation that there is rest, recreation, recommitment, rejoicing. Some practical note immediately. Look at your calendar. If you are not using a calendar on your daily life, do it now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I used to not look into the calendar, but when I got into the habit of putting things in my calendar, it was a very powerful move in my life. And you know, here's the fact. Your calendar speaks a lot about you. Your calendar, what is there, what is not there, speaks a lot about what you value. It is. You got to know that if you show me your calendar, I'll show you your values. I'll show you where you put your time, energy, attention, your love, your care. Depends on what is written in your calendar. If you follow that trail... Put them all together where you give most of your time, energy, money, attention to. You know that there is something or someone that rules your life. It leads to a throne. And that is who you worship or what you worship. And that is why your calendar is actually a religious document. It is. Because religious is, you know, if you look closely into your calendar, you'll discover that you are living a life of a liturgy. Everybody say liturgy. You have rituals. You have ceremonies. You have habits. Here's another practical example. In 2022 or 2021 survey, 71% of people, look at 7 out of 10 people, pick up their phone. I don't have my phone. Pick up their phone first thing in the morning. Guilty or not guilty? Raise your hand. Alright. Guilty then. That's a liturgy. That's a habit. And, uh, you know, I used to... I am in the struggle. Welcome to the struggle. <laughs> We're not a place of perfect people. We are a place of people carrying their crosses, getting, you know, welcoming everybody home. And I used... I, I am struggling with it, but I discovered... I read the book, Atomic Habits... And, uh, and I did I, at least five minutes of my time. First thing in the morning, winter morning, I started getting up, giving myself 
kung kaya ko, cold shower or not, a very cold wash on my face and my hands, it wakes me up. And there's a good health uh, but sat my talk. But it allows me to wake up and then go down, get my shoes on, walk, put on a podcast or worship music, and then I walk for 20 minutes. That's a power morning habit that I am in the struggle and trying to do so. And it has changed my life. You know, in seven days, sometimes I get seven days, sometimes I get five days, sometimes I get two or three, but I am in the running (laughs) because I want my life, I want my daily life to be a win. And I win my morning, I win my day, I win my week, I win my life. Change your habits. What rules my mind the first thing in my morning? Is it what other people would post about their lives? Or is it me listening to learning, me spending time with the Lord? You know, my most, uh, let me say it, the, the best time in my morning is when I do nothing. When I find myself in the park in our village, and then there's that morning sun, and then I do Wim Hof breathing. That's another health talk. But, and then what's on my mind? Ask me what? Wala, nothing. I'm just there, bathing in the love of God. Kaya pag maulan, wala. But this little shift has really changed my life. I'm talking about, you know, your life is all about your minutes. Where do you put your minutes? Put them all together. So here's the word. Let me talk about the parties and the vacations that God wants to bring us into being. So 23, Leviticus 23. Can you show it on the screen, please? The Lord said to Moses, can you read it together with me? Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, which you are to proclaim as of official days for holy assembly. Verse 4, in addition to the Sabbath, these are the Lord's appointed festivals, the official days for holy assembly that are to be celebrated at their proper times each year. You know, I love it that the God of the universe, God of Israel, the God whom we serve, the God who saves us all, gives specific time, appointed time, for proper times to be in celebration. And that is giving you a picture of who God is. He loves parties. He loves celebrations. So here are the seven festivals that we're going to unpack one by one. Look at the screen. Sabbath. Passover and leave it bread, first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. But if you look at it, it's not just these seven. And as mentioned, every seventh day is Shabbat, is Sabbath day. So if you count it all together, that's 52 weeks in a year plus six more festivals equals, very good, 58 parties, vacations in a year. And as we as we dive into the festivals today, it's, you'll discover it's not just festivals. It's really party. It's vacation. It's, 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 it's God making a proper time for you to enjoy and have that party and vacation. The first I would like to discuss with you, as we go through this one, remember this. Here's the heart of the talk. 
We have an amazing God who loves to throw parties. He's not a party pooper. He's a party popper. He allows us to have fun, enjoy, make the most of it. Maybe you've come here today and say, you know, I'm so tired. I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Can you check the person beside you? Just double checking. And you are in the right place. Say to that person beside you, welcome home. God loves parties and vacations. Please remember that. It's not too serious. Life is so hard that we cannot take it too seriously so much. So, first, Sabbath. Everybody say Sabbath. It is the heart of all these festivals. And we're going to spend a little bit more time in unboxing it. Once we get this, we move forward to the rest of the festivals. Yes? Let's do it from Leviticus 23, verse 3. It says, You have six days each week for your ordinary work. Ah, wait, wait. Can you hold the hand of the person beside you? Kung kakilala mo lang. Kung hindi, check mo muna. Can you say to the person, say it together. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of complete rest. Mm. An official day for holy assembly. It is the fact Things work well when they are in rhythm. Yeah. Circadian rhythm, sleep and wake cycle, our digestive rhythm, our immune system has a rhythm. Everything has a rhythm. Even in business, even in relationship, it has rhythms even in the different seasons. Without rhythms in our lives, chaos will rule. Even if I can sing pitch perfect, if I am not on the right kind of rhythm, it's still not good singing. Are you with me? That's good. So today, you will discover, we discover that Sabbath is, is God establishing a rhythm of our relationships. First, the rhythm of our relationship with God. Sabbath is our weekly time with God. Touch the person beside you. Congratulations. You are here. Yeah. You made time. Congratulations. This is our time with the Lord. We're, going, we're doing this by going to the weekly feast. Especially pag you can go earlier, di ba? You know, yung, yung pagtapos na si Father sa homily, nandiyan ka na, hi. If you can, struggle is real, yes? Lalo na may mga bata, yes? Ako lang, ako nararamdaman namin ng asawa ko. But we try. It's, it's our weekly feast. But also, it's our daily feast. It's our daily time with the Lord. Does it happen that only Sundays you can have a feast time? No. I believe that we can have that nourishing feast time with the Lord in our daily prayer. When there is, silent, when there is silence in your prayer time, in adoration time, or maybe when you are doing rosaries on your way to work, or maybe when you're listening to worship music and thinking, you know, like, you're in, the, in, you're in the UV Express singing a lot. But look, Sabbath, as expressed in the previous talk, Sabbath is not just about resting, but it's also about trusting. 
I believe that we can be resting if we're really trusting. It's not just about specific hours and things to do in your life, in your calendar, but it is more of the inner attitude of resting in God's love. Time out. And when you're time, when doing time out, it's like, time out, just trust. When I am sleeping, when I am resting, declare that God is working in my life. Can you say that with me? When I am sleeping, when I am resting, God is working in my life. Secondly, Shabbat, Sabbath is the rhythm of your relationships also with others. And here is another practical thing. Relationships are like organisms. We are living things. It, it needs tender, loving care. It needs nourishment. It needs time and attention. If we do not nurture our relationships, they wither, they die, they lose out. That's why relationships are failing. And in a 2021 survey by Cigna, here's the truth, or at least the research, 61%, one out of two adults feel that they are lonely. And if you apply that in this room, just look on your right, look on your right. So who's lonely here? That's what they found out. Is it high or low? And it's getting higher 7% last since the previous year. Is it the number is high or low? Those people feeling lonely. Talagang daming feeling lonely, di sumasagot. Is it high or low? It's tremendously high. One out of two people, 60% say, I feel lonely. Of course, it's subjective. But come on, we are having this generation when people are feeling lonely despite supposed to be connections in social media. It's easier to call now. It's easier to connect, supposed to be through technology. But the more connected we look like in technology, the more disconnected we become. Sabbath gives us back that rhythm to be with the people that we love. That we need to stop working so that we could reconnect with our friends, with our loved ones. I believe that Sabbath, including each of the other festivals, are like bursts of the Garden of Eden into our ordinary life. Remember that in the Garden, you know, we enjoy God's abundance. In the Garden, you are just there enjoying, living your life, enjoying the love. Some practical examples. Remember to spend real meal times with your family. Can we do that? Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I go home very light most of the time. Sorry, my wife, my darling. And that's when I was studying this talk, I was like, woohoo, didoy, Sabbath. Kaya bukas nakaliba ko. Hello. I think I need to do it more often. We need to re recommit regularities into our relationships as well. We need to commit that, you know, Sundays are feast days. If you can, if in your family, have a, we have this called light groups. We have a group of friends coming together, regular, le regularly meeting one another in different houses or here after the feast or wherever you can meet together. And I, I, I agree. 
I will never be who I am if not for these people that I spend life with. We do life together, and that's a beautiful gift of the church. It actually saved our lives. So rhythm with God, rhythm with others. The third is this, Shabbat, Sabbath, is the rhythm of relationship with yourself. This is for you also. And we see a lot of people, as a doctor, I see a lot of people really emotionally exhausted and lost. They're, they're like running in the treadmill on, of life. And then when is this going to end? What am I doing? <laughs> Do you feel that sometimes? Why am I doing this? Sabbath is such a powerful concept and a lifestyle because if you do it and keep it in check in a very consistent way, you will find the compass in your life. Consistent way, you find your inner compass. Everybody say inner compass. The guidance system consists of three things. Look at this. Number one, your why. Your life purpose. It is when, during rest time, that you can get back. Why? Second, what am I, what am I standing up for? Deepest values. Pangatlo, who? Who am I? Who am I? And whose am I? Take a pause right here, right now. How are you? How are you in your internal guidance system? And it's great for you to hear this. Maybe this is something that could be refreshing for you. Sabbath life is a beautiful life. It is not a wasted life. It is, a, it is worth doing and applying it in our daily life. The God of the universe tells us to take parties, vacations, take time outs. When is that next time out that you're doing? Would you like to do a time out with us every single Sunday? Would you like to put it in ang daming bakasyon this year, long weekend? Ubus na doking pera. Kaya mo yan. Number two, I need to move forward. Second festival is the Passover and Unleavened Bread. It's a celebration of the historic night where God instructed the Hebrew slaves to eat the meal and smear a blood of the lamb on the doorpost so that the angel of death passing by would skip over their home. That's why it's called Passover. And it's the common understanding of Passover. But those scholars believe that Pesach means more about God's protection. And Remember the significance of this one. This was the final push so that the Pharaoh was able to let them go. Did you know that Jesus was crucified on the feast of the Passover? If you look through the Bible, it is there. And in, in during, during this time, as Catholics, remember that Good Friday is our Passover. And in the festival of Passover, people still ate unleavened bread for the next seven days because by eating bread without yeast, yeast is yung pampaalsa, it's a symbol of sin. So you can eat and live without the yeast. They are declaring that they can give up 
anything, the comforts, the legitimate comforts and ordinary conveniences that pulls them away from God and pushes them to sin again. So that's why during Lent, we abstain from meat and fast from food because we're training our spirits to give up good things for much, much better things. I love it. And as Catholics, again, we believe that the unleavened bread is fulfilled at Mass because our unleavened bread becomes the body of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Number three, first fruits. The first fruits, unlike the other festivals, they could already celebrate immediately. But here, you'll see that in Leviticus, that the first fruits festival can only be done until they enter the promised land. Here's the word from verse 9. When you enter the land, I am giving you the harvest, its first crops. Bring the priest a bundle of grain from the first cutting of your grain harvest. This is different from their tithes. But if you can fulfill the meaning of the festival, we can make our tithes our first expense. First fruits. This is our first. This is where we put our first fruits. All right? And when you do this, the practicality of it is this. You declare, God, you are the source of my everything. And the first fruits is yours. And secondly, you're also declaring that my second, third, fourth, and fruits, if I seek you first, you're going to bless the rest. Oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful thinking. That's a beautiful heart and spirit. That is, that is the heart of the festival. We honor God with our first fruits. Amen? Number four, Pentecost. Count seven weeks or 50 days after the festival of the first fruits, they celebrated Pentecost. It is the Greek word for 50. Those 50 days, there will be seven Sabbaths where everyone in town shared meals together. This is beautiful. Neighbors invited neighbors. Let's share, uh, let's share a meal. Friends invited friends. It's a festival. It's for seven straight weeks, abundance was flowing. Eden was alive again. Here in the feast, uh, we believe that we've multiplied around the world, not because of holding grand feasts, productions like this. No, we spread around the world because of the light groups the feast lights that we are doing, that small little communities after all of this is over. Are you with me? We have a lot of people committed to build communities of, of, of loving relationships under the light of Jesus' family, not just during productions like this. And that's how we grew. And on a spiritual level, on a practical level as well, Pentecost was to thank God for their harvests. I love it. I love it. Centuries later, let me say this to you. Something familiar happened during one Pentecost festival. Fifty days after Jesus rose from the dead, God came down also in the form of fire. And that happened in another kind of a mountain, and it's called the upper room where the 12 apostles and Mama Mary was there, and the Holy Spirit came down with the tongues of fire. The church becomes the new Israel was born. And today, we want 
God to continue to bring His fire among us. It's good to understand all of these festivals. Number five, trumpets. The festival of the trumpets. First time to hear this? Raise your hand. Yes? All right. I have been to Israel and I saw the trumpets there. They were, they're not brass trumpets. They, they're like horns of rams. And I even tried to blow one. I cannot. There, must, there has to be a lot of long power to get it done. It's very fascinating. You can try to Google it. And the Festival of Trumpets happened on the first day of the seventh month, which is very important because in a year, the seventh month is the Sabbath month of the year. You got it? And it's called Trumpets because of this. It starts by blowing the ram's horn 100 times. I told you, hundreds. <laughs> it was their prayer to God for God to send rain for their crops. It's like their trumpet prayer to the Lord. Mag-iingay kami, Lord, hear our prayer. So this festival recalled how God forgave them after they became unfaithful by worshiping the golden calf during that time. So on this day, the Jews received God's mercy and recommit themselves to the Lord. Beautiful, beautiful celebrations. That's why celebrations is when we remember the goodness of God. Number six, the Day of Atonement. I'm almost done. The Day of Atonement. This is the most solemn feast. This has been discussed a few weeks before. You were there, yes? The Atonement. And it happened nine days after the Festival of Trumpets. And it was, you know, it was in talk six when we heard this, that the high priest took two goats, and the first goat was offered as a blameless sacrifice, and the second goat was sent away towards the east gate. Do you remember? It was sent towards the east like a spiritual garbage truck, carrying away the sins away from the family, away from the people, into the wilderness. So that is the goat, the one that goat away. Yeah. <laughs> we declare that... <laughs> With Sabbath. Okay. So we declare that both goats were fulfilled in Jesus through Calvary. So understanding all of this makes us appreciate our faith. You know, atonement brings us back to Sabbath because remember this real Sabbath isn't just a rest from work, but also rest from sin. That is why you can really just be there with God. God wants to set us free. Do you want to be set free? And as Catholics, the Day of Atonement, it gets fulfilled in our Sacrament of Reconciliation. During this Lenten season, I invite you, have a good confession. Father Bob is there waiting for you. And there's going to be another priest at 12.30 in the afternoon if you need more time. We're offering the Sacrament of, sacrifice, uh, of Reconciliation every single Sunday to stay true that we are Catholics, that, that the forgiveness of God is right there waiting for you. I hope you take it. And the last one, last festival, Tabernacles. Oh, this is interesting. We don't see this anymore. But the Feast of Tabernacles are also called booths or shelters in many names. <clears throat> it is where the Israelites, look at this, Israelites would stay in temporary shelters and makeshift 
roofs made out of the branches of trees for seven straight days. They reenact the life of their people way before the ancestors wandering in the wilderness, living in tents. And in this festival, they recall how God provided for their needs. And of course, it also remembers the tabernacle, God's tent among His people in the wilderness. This was like family camping, Jewish style. <laughs> and uh, seven days. How do we do this? Well, you can have your own camping trips with your family, with your friends. I know of a lot of people, it's such refreshing for them when they go up into the mountains and hike or just spend time with nature. Nature is actually good for you. Dr. Green, we call it. And spend time there and appreciating the nature. Just a little side cuento. When Jesus had that transfiguration in Mount Tabor with Moses and Elijah. Do you remember that? Peter said, let us build three tents. And Peter was referring to this festival of tabernacles. And by this time, Jesus becomes the new tabernacle. Emmanuel, God is with us. So what do we do? Explaining all of these festivals. Pandami, seven. Well, as we started, look into your calendars. Pattern your calendars after the Jewish calendars. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is bringing back a rhythm of party vacations in our lives, it will going to be a huge blessing. Put it in. If it's important for you, and if you believe that God has redeemed you, God has chosen to dwell in you, put it in your calendar. Put it in your calendar. May I ask you to stand, please? I mentioned to you that every morning, I try my best to start it right. Get up. Just wash my face. Get out. Walk. Spend time walking in nature. Get some sun. Trying to have meals with my family. <clears throat> trying to do a once a week date with my wife. Every single week. Starting date times also with my daughter Haley and with my son Hosea. It's hard, but it's important. At different times each month, we see our friends. Light groups. Friends dining together. Connecting with one another. At different times each year, family vacations. My wife and I just went on a many trips. Oh, how many are newly wed couples here? Raise your hand. Fantastic. How many here have are couples with young children? Yes. May I speak to you? The most refreshing time with my wife is when we're not with our kids. And I'm telling you, we need it. Let me normalize it. We need it. We need time for us. And that's the best gift that we can give to our children. When we, as a married couple, continue to have that intimate relationship, not just sex, but really good time away. 
Because that is our biggest gift to our children, our loving marriage. I hope that you do so. Put it in your calendar. Put it in your calendar. You know, the most loving thing that I recognize now that my wife does, ask me what? When she puts in my calendar, we're going to go here. We're going to take this vacation. I was already able to invite this, this couple, this family in our home. And I will just say, yes. She sees my calendar anyway. And, you know, she is the ruler of my calendar next to God. It's just practical. Today, St. Paul says, remember this. You know, the center of all of these, the rhythms that in our, uh, in our life, all of these rhythms point to Jesus. Let me say that. It all points to Jesus. Only Jesus can make our rhythms life-giving. Only Jesus can power us, be our power source. And St. Paul says this, So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ Himself is that reality. All the festivals we talked about are prequels to Jesus. Jesus is the new Passover. He is the, Jesus is our new unleavened bread. Jesus is the first fruits of the Father. Jesus is the author of the Pentecost. Jesus is the one being announced by the trumpet horns. Jesus is the one being, you know, Jesus is the two goats of the atonement. Jesus is the new tabernacle. And Jesus is the real Sabbath. Only He can give us that real rest that we are hoping and praying for. Trust in Him today. There is this warning. Flash it on the screen. Tiredness can kill. Yeah. You're not sharp when you're driving, when you're so tired, when you're not fully rested, when you're sleep deprived. It's not safe. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about physical tiredness this is a warning because when we're gonna get out there life is tough it's hard is it our relationships can exhaust us what's happening in the environment can also drain us sin can get us again maybe today you are physically emotionally spiritually financially drained and exhausted and if you do not take a break, you might just have a breakdown. But I'm happy you're here. You know why? Because Jesus is here. Because He is refreshing us again and again and again. From Matthew 11, He reminds us, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He will not only give you that rest, He will give you that restoration, that refreshing, that recalibration, that re-energizing time to be with the Lord. Guys, rest in the Lord today. 
not just today, but each and every day of our lives for all eternity. One last practical thing. As we worship, don't think. Just trust. When you raise your hands in surrender to Him, you're accepting, Lord, I'm going to rest in you. I'm going to live that Sabbath life. I'm going to have that vacation time, party time. This is you and me, Lord. I am yours, and I am yours forever. God, lead me into a rhythm, into that rhythm of always restoring relationship with you, with others, and most especially to with myself. I am yours. Are you ready to live this Sabbath life? Are you ready to go out there? Put it in your calendar. Put in what you value the most. It is God's command. Trust in Him today. Lift up your hands. Close your eyes. And just pause. And our team will lead you into worship. Father God, we rest in You. Restore us, revive us, renew us, refresh us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.